Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Heather Miller. She's the creator of Metal Brain, a human interest podcast intended to help people cope with adversity. It's really cool. She interviews a wide variety of people with diverse backgrounds and belief systems with the hopes that the new ideas and perspectives will help you thrive. She's really awesome. She lives here in Orange County, California with her husband and three boys. This is the Little Bit Podcast. We are talking today about um, social media and how it creates anxiety for children uh, and... Sorry. Silence your devices. I know. Okay, it's okay. Repeat your last sentence. I'm sorry about that. I thought it was off. Anxiety and um, you know how it social media creates anxiety for children. When is the right time to introduce it to children and let them start to use their cell phones, their devices, their social medias? And I really just want to get your perspective as a mom of kids that are coming into age. You know, right now, if not, they're already asking for a phone. I'm sure. What steps and tips we can give to other parents that are maybe considering these same things? Absolutely. I think it's it's so important. And it's um, there's a ton of information out there. A lot of it I, I feel abreast with. And mm. I know that you've been learning a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to comparing notes with some mm-hmm. of the things that you've learned. So what do you want to know first? Okay. So as a mom, what do you think is the right age to let a kid have a phone? And do you give them a smartphone or do you give them like a Nokia, like a little flippy flip? Well, personally, the route that I've taken, and it's okay. so funny that you lead out the <laughs> gates with this, because I've actually, it's been something that was kind of hard to navigate in our own home. Mm-hmm. My oldest is nine. He's very mature for his age. Mm-hmm. So first off, I would say every kid is completely individual. Sure. So you have to like take that into account. But he was really starting to spend more time outside where I wasn't with him, but I wanted to him to feel empowered to be out mm. and because we kind of done the like okay come back and check in every 15 minutes so I my, the story that I have that we're kind of running that we're, we're trying for now with all the information that I know is he can't have a phone until at least sixth grade but he does mm. have a phone watch so that he oh. can call me dad or grandma oh my gosh and he okay. just has it and it's really empowering because mm-hmm. you know he, he doesn't use it at school mm-hmm. but it also has a gps system I've like samsung yeah he Is really from verizon has yes, yes verizon and some other carriers have mm-hmm. it but That's it was great. interesting because he really wanted it and dad was like he's going to be connected to technology for a long time mm-hmm. this is still technology Mm-hmm. Let's let him be free of it for as long as possible. Right. But it was so important to him. And one of the things that I've come to integrate with all the things that I've known. So I study resilience. That's what my podcast is about. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm it's always in the back of my mind kind of funneling through things. And one of the takeaways that I've learned is that one of the things that makes kids really resilient is feeling like they have a little of control over their own life. Hmm. So I really want them to feel... Like they have a little control of their own life. I love that. And so I could feel this was really, really, really important to him. Yeah. And we, it had been months that he'd been talking about it. And it wasn't just like, oh, it's cool at school. Now their kids have it. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I can tell it's been a great thing. He's really responsible with it. We've had it for two years now. Mm-hmm. So he's almost 10. So okay. we, we, it was like eight. I feel like 10-year-olds are so, so grown. Well, it, in so many ways, some it, of them anyway. It totally depends on the child. <laughs> it does. It does. And it, it's hard because in some ways I actually think emotionally he's going through some things oh. that are more like 13 year old, mm-hmm. but he's nine. Mm-hmm. But then I've got like one 
younger and it's eight. And I just, you as just, a parent, yeah. pre and post, the radical differences, the child wow. to child is crazy. But in terms of devices for your nieces, mm-hmm. what have you seen in terms of even just letting the toddlers play on like oh the gosh. iPad or phone? Right. So I, I think the iPads are what I'm seeing right now. And now my niece, who's 12, uh, her, she's got an iPhone. She got one for her birthday. And I'm like, is that a good age? I do know one thing. I'll get into this later, but she had Instagram and they took it away. Mm. Um, so as far as the iPhone goes, something that I was, um, Jonathan Haidt, he's a psych, uh, social psychologist at NYU. <clears throat> he was saying that like, they should not have them in the bedroom ever. Don't let the kids take it into their bedroom when they go to bed. Oh, really? Because even with like the smart watches... Um, you can like a not not the one your son has, but like the, the Apple Watch or the Fitbits. Even they're so like distracted by it. Even but the slightest bit, they're not gonna go to bed. You know, they stay up, and you can tell that they're not asleep and stuff like that. I mean, that's a huge deal, especially for kids that pre-teenage. They need that sleep. And what he was saying, um, Professor Height was saying, is. Their brains are not developed. And I don't think really the human brain, there's like so many studies on it. Like when does the brain really develop? Like when are you developed? Statistics say probably actually not until 21, 22, sometimes 24. I've heard 25, yeah. Yeah, that prefrontal lobe. Right. Literally growing up, my dad would always say, make good choices. Remember that frontal lobe isn't fully developed. Like over and over and over again. The judgment center and particularly the impulse control. Children Mm -hmm. don't have any impulse control until like at least after eight. Yeah. So it's highly addictive to them. And I think that's really dangerous. And also, too, um, there's a study that says if they're if you're letting your child get on social media, like in the preteen years, 10 to 15, <clears throat> 10 to 14 or whatever, they're saying that girls are like 30 percent more likely to do self-harm on themselves. And across the board, boys and girls, the the rates of anxiety have gone up since the late nineties because of all of the technology and all the social media, especially since like 2008 when it really kind of took off. You can just see on, I'll post this in the, in the, on the blog, but there's just these charts where like the anxiety levels are just going up in these kids. And what's that doing to them? I mean, obviously to their brain, but what's it doing to them as they go, as they move forward as teenagers and adults and, yeah. Well, and with children, it's one of the things I find most, I wouldn't say overwhelming, but challenging because they become such complex human beings quickly. And this whole what comes in has to come out Mm. and emotions and even that stimuli from a good movie or a video game. You take all that sensory and it has to be, you know, it's like the, like that emotion and energy. It's like a, like a digestive system. It Mm. has to come out. And so whether it's like running outside or a sport or writing and drawing, you know, you you have to express that out. But so much is just, I think it's so easy in that young stage of life with kids that you consume, but you don't have that output. Oh yeah. And one thing that came to mind that I think is really interesting, at least for my stage of life with Mm -hmm. little boys, Mm -hmm. elementary school, the video game world is really big and kind of challenging to navigate. Mm. And I mean, if you're curious, my perspective in short, yeah, you know, it's 
this balance between letting them feel like they have some control over their lives, mm-hmm. but then not letting them control you. This right. dynamic of like, are you controlling the kids or are they controlling you? Okay. And how much of their world do they have versus you having? Like it's, it's it takes a mm-hmm. lot of overviewing to kind of see where you are. Yeah, it's like, what is their world? You know what I mean? Like you're creating that. Partially. Right. Yeah. And so quickly, like they develop mm-hmm. responsibilities as mm-hmm. a student and mm-hmm. they're in school all day. Like my kids go eight to three, then you're, you know, eating five to six and bath time. And, you know, my oldest, it's like probably around two and a half hours of homework between oh reading for an hour. So when they've been working all day and they just move fast and you have to do the gaps and everything and they're outside, if they, what they want is... He want they want to play games for a little while. Sure. And so being able to and from day to day, it's so different. Of like, well, our rule is there absolutely can be no blood and no guns. Like and, <laughs> oh, and, and the just games. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. And I and I watch and it's in my room and I'm seeing. And whenever it becomes like a really big thing that if it, we say it's time to turn it off and they can't turn it off and they're attached, yeah. I think it's a lot like looking at the side effects of the behavior, okay. how much compulsory is coming with it, mm. how much, you know, how upset are they when you tr- they turn it off. Oof, you know, all yeah. these things are just like flags because it's also healthy that they need that time together to, mm-hmm. to come down like they're i'm like very sensitive to people like i remember being a kid like they're people too yeah and they want to have their experience mm-hmm. and so even though like that's a really important to me like my son i would never thought we would let him do minecraft but there was oh. a technology school after there was a technology club after school it was really important to him he wanted to do it you know it can be really hard to find the middle way but i think when we don't and mm-hmm. we say don't do it at all mm-hmm. then when they get that freedom you're, it's the law of unintended consequences. Of they go and they, they go, become... They go cray-cray. Uh-huh, and gamers. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be in college in this small, this great window of your life. Like, Just so like, many people oh, that you yeah. see, and they're gamers the whole time. I know. I know, right? It's very true. It's very true. Ugh. And it's hard. It's so hard. Because there's all these... There's the other argument, like, this is where technology is taking us, and there's jobs in that industry, and it's the biggest industry in the world, and it's just like, yeah, but it's not good for your brain. Well, it's not good and for you as a person yes, socially. For sure. And some people think that they can learn to develop. I've heard arguments say, like another school of thought is, mm-hmm. let them have as much time as they want and they mm-hmm. will learn to self-regulate on themselves, you know, slowly. Mm-hmm. Personally, I kind of tried that and, I, and it didn't work with my kids. But I've seen people where it's like, have it out. And then they learn to regulate themselves. With the video game. With the video game. This is actually really fascinating. Okay. I was raised with two diabetic brothers from the age of one, type one, can't have any sugar. Really? Yes. Wow. But we had sugar in the house mm-hmm. and you, we learned to regulate. But I remember always laughing when we had friends that came over, you could tell the kids that never had any bad food in the house because they oh, went nuts they eating went nuts. all of our sugar cereal, mm-hmm. all of our candy and sweets. Mm-hmm. And it was just, they were obsessed with the food. Mm. And, you know, it's everyone... I, I use that as saying. an element to find the middle way, but it, it's still hard you need to really trust the process. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of other elements that go than to just having it on hand. Right. So um, that's interesting. But the video game thing too, now as a parent, can you kind of choose for them maybe more puzzle games or, because um, I, I grew up with, you know, Sega Genesis and mm. like Super Nintendo. Yeah. Except for it was just kind of like, Bounce around and run and 
get to the end and win your gold coins. Like that's right. like, you know, can you, can you do that? Or are kids like, I only want war word graph or whatever right. it is. Well, I'm naturally really, I was raised thankfully, like basically brainwashed to love nature. <laughs> so <laughs> It's just part of us. Like we're outside a lot. Nice. So you know, and I have a lot of compassion for people who weren't really raised that way. It's yeah. a little bit like when you're trying to adopt something that doesn't really come naturally, mm. that can be really hard. Like if yeah. you weren't raised eating good food, you know, right. I mean, it's easy to have the sugar on hand because we were also brainwashed to eat vegetables. And so right. we had tons of good food and it was really yeah. like eat the good food and eat. But when it doesn't come naturally, because maybe you weren't raised that way, mm -hmm. you know, there's an element of challenge. I just think totally. give yourself a lot of grace. Yeah. But I think that variety, you know, and being outside. So kids actually need at least three hours of outside in nature flow time. Per day. That's what it was suggested. Wow. Yes. Which I'm pretty good at getting outside, but I would say it's probably two. Like I'm not even on the three hour. That's hard. Uh, you know, which is, it's, it's a little bit like you, you choose, no one can do it all, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're all caught up with homework. You get to have your own experience and play the game you want. You know, I mean, even yesterday, like Royal hadn't played anything fun for three days. And he's like, please, can I just have a couple minutes playing this game? And it was like before bed and it was really hard where it was oh. like, keep to my values of being mm -hmm. like, this is important to you. And I respect mm -hmm. that. Right. And it's stimulation and it's right before bed and it's Monday and that sleep is so important. Yeah. And truthfully, I went to like, this is important to you and I'm going to honor that. And, mm. you know, we read and, and he was able to get to bed quickly, but every day and every moment is different and staying aligned with your truth when you have competing truths, yeah, it's hard. That's so hard. I know. And I, I don't have kids and I, I cannot relate, but I know I'm a huge pushover with my nieces. You know, you just, you want them to have fun and be happy and play. And, but then, you know, you, it's weird. It kind of kicks in that, that motherly instinct where you're like, you know, probably not a good idea that we do that right now, you know, cause you're thinking it's getting late, da, 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 da. But, um, so that didn't affect your son at all playing a game and then falling asleep. He was able to fall asleep. He was able to fall asleep and That's he was good. in our room and he had a few other things to do. And we always read before bed. Oh, nice. We're working, I'm brainwashing him to love all the books that I <laughs> loved when I was a kid. <laughs> Healthy brainwashing. Nice. So they, they have that time, but the older two were gone at like seven, you know, they'd fallen asleep at seven. Oh so my we, they goodness. usually go to bed at seven 30. Oh, so the sleep, the sleep thing is important. And so wow. we're not looking at like nine, but then, you know, other people they are in, they're really in great programs and, you know, they're doing extracurriculars and they don't get home until nine 30. Absolutely. Which is like sports and all that. Yeah. Some people would be horrified because you're like, my son dies if he doesn't go to bed by at least eight o'clock, then yeah. it's really bad. Mm -hmm. But you know, every kid's different. Mm -hmm. It's, an, it's. It's not a lot to navigate, though. I'm, I'm, I've got a little anxiety for the high school years, because yeah. those, you know, you want them to have some. They want you. Excuse me. I have a little anxiety going into the high school years because it's really important for me for my kids to develop their own inner authority mm. of that self-regulation. Sure. Because eventually, you know, you need to exercise those muscles. Yeah. But the controlling piece of me. That, see, right. I, I have a propensity to go more rigid than, than loose, okay. which you wouldn't think so. Cause then sometimes you think like, oh, it's so hands off, but in sure. many ways it's really just the kids controlling me. <laughs> I mean, really looking at your intentions and what's driving the behavior and right. you know, it's never ending battle. Absolutely. And then I think also when they get a little bit older, 
there comes in the whole like social acceptance, you know, and conformity because you want to belong to like your group of friends. And then they kind of turn away from, I'm not all kids, but sometimes you turn away from wanting to hang out with your parents so much and only wanting to be with your friends. And I mean, how do you navigate that as far as like, you know, okay, when are they allowed to get social media? Are you going to monitor it? Um, are you going to let them go? I mean, that's crazy. Go hang out with people that like, do you really know these kids and do they have computers and bad video games? Like, how do you do that moving forward? Honestly, I think it's going to be a moment to moment thing. Got it. Because I I do think, I I believe a lot in that like motherly intuition thing. Mm. And I want to encourage them to like, okay, make those good choices for yourself. There's no doubt that like they need the parent and the monitoring. I mean, there's some simple things of like, okay, at the most, the screen time should be two hours a day, right? You know, I mean, some people, you know, occasionally you're on trips, but like, I think there's some healthy things that you're like, this can be simple, black and white, zooming out. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if you're looking at their phone, I think for me, the mind share is a big one. Like, where's your mind share at? Oh. That's kind of when I think big picture. If, if their mind share is focused on Instagram and they're getting their value on getting likes and like that's their world. I hate that. Yeah. I don't want I that don't want for that. them. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like this supplements your life. Enhances sure. it. Does sure. it make you feel does okay? It, does it make, you, make it better? Right. And mm-hmm. that's how it's been with the video games too here. It's like mm-hmm. you can do the video games, but if it's what you're thinking about and talking about and like sure. what's driving you a lot, mm-hmm. like... We can we can tell when it's taking over, right? So I think it's going to be the same with with social media, and I'm trying not to t- put too much fear onto it, but <laughs> it it's it's a it's a lot, and they're going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and so totally. For me, I um, like I said, I played some video games mostly in my late middle teen years, maybe between fourteen and sixteen, and then I kind of grew out of it. Oh, really? See, so did yeah. your parents do the thing of just letting you, like, have it out? We and had you it in our bedroom. Yeah, we had it in our bedroom. We would play. Um, me and my little girlfriend who lived across the street from me, we had this, um, it was called Miss Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and it was like a puzzle game, kind of like Tetris. And when you start the game, you could enter in codes to skip levels, and we would call each other on the phone and be like, oh, if you put, like, apple, orange, banana, whatever it was at the time, the bean color you can skip to level 29. Oh my gosh. And so it was like this game and we would be so into it. And then dinner time, then I was really, I cared more about watching like full house or something like that and then going to bed. But, um, we did not turn it on when we went back up to bed. I mean, I was really like, I stopped myself right? because it was in my bedroom and I could play it after school, but I knew, you know, after dinner it was like time for TV and then take a shower and go to bed. Like I definitely self-regulated, but it's funny when I was 26 or 27, I st- I had my first Facebook account. Oh. 26, maybe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is funny. And you know how Facebook will say, what's on your mind? Like where you leave a post. And I would just be like, it would say, Joni is having a great day. But I'm telling you what, 26 years old, my brain's supposed to be developed, right? Right. I don't think so. It messed me back up. On your posts. Looking back at, at what how I've progressed and how I look at social media, I think it's terrible even for me as an adult. Almost 30 years old. I, I think it has messed me up and given me terrible anxiety. 100%. And yeah, you do want likes. And you do see, oh, is that person following me? Or did they like it or did they love it? Or you know what I mean? Or, um, oh, I can't believe that, you know, 
I got a negative comment on this or da da da. That's that's terrible that that that's where your focus goes. It is frightening. I I got Facebook a lot later mm-hmm. as well. Like I was already married, uh-huh. but but I could see my own thought processes that the lower expression mm-hmm. of a lot of that medium and 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 just that the, the the time and the comparison and just my mind share mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't say necessarily enhances and you do you think about high schoolers you know 12 13 14 they're just they're totally different now totally their world is 100 is so different and that's what's so crazy is that you don't actually know any of the side effects yeah so there are very real people where they might be right mm-hmm. doing being the zealot having the rigidity mm-hmm. and taking it all away because we won't know the effects of all this in a decade absolutely you know there is a very real chance mm-hmm. that it is it's just flat out like the good does not outweigh the bad mm-hmm. and that it rewires your brain and in sure. and you don't develop because like you saw yeah. that lower expression of that medium yeah. as you know a late 20 or 30 year old woman you're still dealing Oh, with yeah. the effects and Absolutely. what does that look like for 12 13 14 actually yep i know the attention I, that you get you mm-hmm. know oof. you know it's just i think it's garbage I, I honestly don't want kids to ever be on it to be honest with you no i actually think that's a very probably smart approach mm-hmm. you know i i try to make my beliefs as generous as possible sure you know to believe in the optimism sure you know that just it feels in alignment with me but there's a very real reality that like people are complex, mm-hmm. you know, those, those layers. And I just, I think for myself, I'm trying to create as safe of an environment as possible. Right. Would you trust your 10 year old, going to be 10 years old here with his little Apple or not Apple phone, but a little watch phone thing to walk over to the grocery and back. So by himself, like, you know, Hey, go get mom a quart of milk. Here's $5, yeah. come back. Would you let him do that? You know, maybe at, maybe at 10. Mm. Yeah. Because that might give him like that independence. independence. Right. And let them stretch and their wings in a healthy way. And keep, keep track of them. That might, that might be cool. You know, it was interesting because he did soccer practice across the way. Mm-hmm. One light, did the light, mm-hmm. and he wanted to ride his bike. But it was interesting. Like the coaches wouldn't even let the kids leave the field without, without the, the parents. parents. So I'm supposed to let oh, my no. child bike two you know the two blocks but for me like he feels really ready for that I think that's a little bit it it is hard when they're like you see what other parents are doing and then what you're trying to do right I mean I get the safety with that like you don't want your kid to leave with some weirdo that's walking by and all that Um, but I think also you know that being independent as a kid is part of growing and it's part of you know earning that independence and feeling confident and moving on and they're gonna have to do it at some point mm-hmm. you know what i mean i just don't know like do high school kids not have to leave with their mom or is it just a certain age like until like 10 or 12 and then they can leave after like 10th grade they can go on their own like right. i don't know the rules but um i would assume that it would be okay for a kid to come and go to soccer practice if you're if if the coach knew where you live yeah. or something i don't know I think it's okay. And I think keeping in mind like what you're really trying to do as a parent is right. a really important question mm-hmm. to think about, especially through the lens of technology. Mm-hmm. Because I won't lie, like 
I really admire a lot of these parents that I see that have probably a lot more rigidity than I do. Like okay. the effects in the short term are really good. The mm. kids have really good manners. Oh, They're like wow. watched like a hog. Mm-hmm. But I kind of believe that the shoe will drop when you look at the 20s and 30s. And I'm really trying to think big picture with the kids. Got like, it. like well-integrated, healthy, can regulate their own emotions, adult Right. Conscious, not displacing all their emotions on everybody else, satiating whatever desire they have in the present moment through Mm -hmm. through social media, through whatever, whatever urges that they have. Like, I really want to try to raise good humans that are going to be forces for good. Thank you. are, (laughs) (laughs) But it it can be hard because I feel like it's some of that comes with kind of doing things a little different in the short term. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so hard to see yourself. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. You're just trying to be be the best parent you can be. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Joni, for having me. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. It's quite an interesting, complex topic. So if you have any comments or questions, go to the website, www.thelittlebitpodcast.com and leave us your comments. Also, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash the little bit podcast so you can help me make more amazing podcasts just like this. I really appreciate the support. We'll be back next week with a new episode. A Little Bit Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Joni Sprague, in Orange County, California. The music on today's episode is from Sleep North America, and you can download it now on SoundCloud.